0: Welcome to Word Live again today. We're so thankful that you join us. We want to continue with part four of Jesus does the works through us. And today, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, He takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, He prunes that it may bear more fruit. You're already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you as the branch cannot bear, of itself, bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Now this is very important. We've been teaching on Jesus does the works through us. Now to abide means to live in. It will be a dwelling place, a place that you live in, a place that you are comfortable in, a place that you know, a place that you live in. It's a place that you, is your abode. And I'm saying it like this Jesus is saying this, I believe. Now, a lot of times people take this in a different context, but I'm believing that what Jesus is saying here, if you want to do the greater works or do the works that he does and you want to bear fruit. Now, what is he talking about bearing fruit? A lot of times people want to go to Galatians chapter 5 and say, you know, it's bearing fruit. Well, I believe that the fruit that he's talking about here is getting people born again. I believe he's talking about getting people healed. I believe he's talking about raising the dead. I believe he's talking about the blind sin, the deaf hearing, the lame walking. I believe he's talking about doing the works that he did because he was talking about it in John chapter 14. Then we go right back over here to John 15. Do you think he's changed the subject? No, he hasn't. He's still talking about the same thing. And he's saying, if you abide in me and I in you. So in other words, I believe what he's saying here is that we have to be attentive to his voice, that we have to listen to him constantly, that our life has to be a place of living in him and him in us and that he lives and and we live and we move and have our being in him. In Him we live and move and have our being. And then what happens is when we do that and we're hooked up with the vine, then what happens is the anointing is flowing through Him into us and through us to other people so that we can accomplish the things that He wants to get done and then that is called the fruit bearer. But if you try to do it on your own, he's saying here is the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. you got to abide in the vine. And to abide in the vine means that you're attentive to the voice of God. You're not, here, not out here trying to do it on your own. You're not trying to do it in, unless he tells you to do it, unless you're abiding in him, unless you're walking in him, unless you're listening attentive to his voice to do the things he's told you to do. And when you do that, then what happens is then you're abiding in Him and you're saying, Lord, my life is consumed with You. I'll listen to Your voice. i do what You tell me to do only. And I do not do anything You don't tell me to do. And I only do what You say. And then You do the works through me. And then You are going to see the great and mighty works. Now let's look at verse 5. I am the vine. Now What is the vine? If you have a a grape vine, Say, or a, a tomato vine. Now a lot of tomatoes are vine. And then unless you have the nutrients flowing through that vine to nourish that tomato, it will not bear fruit or the grape or whatever other fruit it is. But when you're hooked up to it, but you take and cut the roots off, you've in the bottom. I've seen this happen in some of our tomato plants before. They got, uh, it was called a, uh, a root virus. And what it did, it cut the nutrients off from going into the plant and it dried up and died. And you know what happened? The thing no longer existed. We have more than one of those that happened. But they had got some kind of a virus and it stopped the flow of the nutrients in the water that it needed to keep it alive and to grow and bear fruit. Well, unless you're hooked up with Jesus, you're in the vine, you're talking to him daily, you're attentive to his voice at all times, you're reading the word of God, you're full of the Holy Ghost all the time, you're attending to the voice of God, you're hooked up to the vine and going, Lord, use me today and let that anointing flow through me. Then you will bear fruit. Now, a lot of times people say, well, you know, they," you turn it into a lot of different things. But I believe he's talking about doing ministry. Now, let's look at verse 6. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they're burned. He's saying if, you, if you're if you not listening, if you're not born again, you just uh, take the things of God and put them on the burner, and they don't count anymore. saying, you know, uh, he, he's not saying you're going to go to hell here, but he's saying you're, you're going to dry up. But verse 7, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. And if you go back to John chapter 14 and Jesus said, anything that you ask me to do, I will do for you. And if you read the Amplified verse and it says as presenting all that I am. Now let's look at verse uh, 8. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. Verse 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, He may give you. He said, if you ask the Father in Jesus' name, He's going to give it to you. Now, a lot of times, uh, I know we 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 need finances, and we need money, and and I'm not saying we shouldn't ask the Father for those things, but I think He's more concerned about us asking Him to heal someone, for someone to be born again, for someone to... That's lame to walk. Someone that's blind to be able to see. Use me, Father, in this. Let me help them somehow so that I can go forth and be your vessel to flow through so that I can help these people. Amen? I believe this is the heart of the Father, that you bear much fruit. And to bear much fruit means that you go out and do the works that Jesus did. Now, we have to understand, if you'll study the Word, you'll find out Jesus was not poor by any means. He had a lot of money. But you know, everything's not about money and everything's not about ministry. We have to keep it all in balance. But I think sometimes we get things out of balance and we focus more on the money than we do on the ministry. And I believe we need to focus more on the ministry and then the money will come. Amen? And I'm not saying anything bad about either one of them. He wants us to be prosperous. But if that's all you have on your mind is whatever you ask in my name, he'll give it to you. I gotta have, give me this, give me this, give me this, give me this. No, how about, Father, give me the desire and the will to do of your good pleasure. Give me the anointing to go out and help someone, to to see the lame walk and the blind, to see the deaf to hear, that if I can raise the dead, Father God, that I can help someone and be led by the Holy Ghost and attentive to His voice that I only listen to Him and Him only. Which I, I think this is the most important thing we can do, that we bear that fruit. And we have to bear fruit by doing the works of Jesus. And Jesus does the works through us because he is divine. But when you abide in him, then you know his will. You know what he wants. You know that he has a desire. And it could be that somebody has prayed. Father, I pray that you'd heal so-and-so or whatever. Or that lame person needs to walk. Father, I pray that you have labors to cross that person's path so that they can walk again. And it might be you that God sends to that person because you have faith for him to use you in that area. And Jesus says, go do this and you go do it. And you see the word of God confirmed with the signs accompanying because the Holy Ghost is using it. I hope somebody's getting something out of this today. And I hope it's encouraging you. I hope it is giving you strength and understanding and, and how and what we need to do. Amen. Let's look at John chapter 16 now, verses 12 through 15. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you all things that the father has are mine therefore i said that he will take of mine and declare it to you so jesus is saying everything that the father has belongs to me because he gave it to me and the holy ghost is going to declare those things that i have and he's going to teach you and he's going to show you what you can and can't do and he's going to show you the things he can do and he will declare those things and he says he doesn't speak on his own authority as jesus said i don't speak on my own authority In John chapter 14, but I speak the things that the Father tells me to speak. Well, the Holy Ghost is is telling us what the Father and the Son are saying. He's our communication with them. And He will tell you things to come. He'll he'll show you things to come to get you ready for it so that you can prepare and get into the Word in that area and, and get your faith grown in that area so that He can use you. Amen. Verse 14, He will glorify me for He will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I said he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. Verse 23. And in that day you will ask me nothing. Most assuredly I said to you, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. And when that time comes, you will ask nothing of me. will need to ask me no questions i assure you most solemnly i'll tell you the father will grant you whatever you ask in my name as presenting all that i am now when we ask the father in jesus name it says presenting all that jesus is amen and it's jesus Doing the works through us. Verse 24, up to this time you have not asked a single thing in my name as presenting all that I am, but now ask and keep on asking, and you will receive so that your joy, gladness, delight may be full and complete. He says, keep on asking. Now, uh, the scriptures that I'm looking at are John chapter 14, 15, and 16. And he's saying that the Holy Spirit will uh, reveal these things to us. He'll guide us in all truth, show things to come. And he will teach us concerning all things. And when he does that, he wants us to be able to go forth and be used by the Father in every area that he wants us to be. Then your joy will be complete and full. Now, the most joy I've ever had, apart from uh, moves of God by being full of the the joy of the Lord, which there is a, an anointing of being full of the Holy Ghost and full of joy. And when He does fill you full of that joy, then what happens is He fills you full of Him, saying He oils up the gifts of the Spirit and you're full of fresh oil and fresh fire so that you can go out and do the works of God. But I'm, I, I think that the most joy I've ever had in my life completely and being full and complete is when I get other people born again and filled with the Holy Ghost. It gives me more pleasure when I get somebody born again and filled with the Holy Ghost than anything else I've ever done. Why? Because you see their lives changed. You see them come to the Father God and know that they'll never be the same, that they have become a child of God and that they are enriched and blessed in every area of their life in each and every way that they could ever be. And that gives me more joy than anything else. And I believe that is bearing much fruit when you get people born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, get them healed, raising the dead, doing the things that Jesus did. Let's let's study Jesus and what he did, and then you'll understand it more. You see, a lot of times we think it was just for the disciples. No, it was for us too. The anointing is for us and if we'll look at it in the light of the New Testament because we live under a new and better covenant that's established on new and better promises, we'll understand that we're children of God, that we're children of Abraham through Christ Jesus, through faith in him and that we are under a new and better covenant because Abraham had a covenant with God but Jesus has a has established upon a new and better covenant, which means that we no longer have to live according to the law, but we live according to grace. And that uh, covenant of grace means that we are children and we are anointed at each and every person in the body of Christ can be anointed and, uh, and do the things that God wants us to do. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. We'll continue on part five, the last part of this series. Thank you for joining us today. Join us again tomorrow for the completion of this series. If you would like to support our ministry, you can become a partner by clicking the support link in the description. You can also give by going to our website, wacba.org, and clicking on the giving tab. Thank you so much for supporting us to help us send the gospel around the world through our podcast. We pray God's blessings be upon you abundantly, and we thank you so much in Jesus' name.